Good morning, my fellow adventurers. I am Jim Hinckley, and this is Jim Hinckley's America, where adventures are guaranteed. I'm glad that you could join us this morning. Albatross, Missouri will be our first stop as we continue our alphabetical odyssey along Route 66. This is the ultimate adventure for trivia buffs. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. First, I want to say thank you to Joe and the boys of the road crew for our theme song. In my humble opinion, these boys provide the ultimate inspiration for a road trip. Take a listen at roadcrew66.com. One more item to attend to is a shout out to this week's sponsor, my adopted hometown of Cuba, Missouri. Close your eyes and imagine a living Norman Rockwell print. Now, imagine that that same charming village that you're envisioning is also a modern, progressive community with a thriving business and industrial park. Got the picture? Cuba is a destination for Route 66 enthusiasts, adventurers, and for people looking for a great new place to call home. And of course, this program and Jim Hinckley's America are also made possible through support of our crowdfunding initiative on the Patreon platform, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Jim Hinckley's America. And now, Route 66 A to Z, Part 2. Albatross, Missouri, near Avia, had simple beginnings. It was a stop for the pioneering Albatross bus line established in 1926. And as traffic along Route 66 increased in volume, the little village grew until the early 1950s. Businesses then included the Welcome Inn, Carver's Cabin, a tavern, a general store, and a DX service station. Not much remains today. It's pretty much less than a wide spot in the road. Our next stop... Albuquerque, New Mexico, my favorite big city on Route 66 between Chicago and Santa Monica, better known today as the home of Walter White from the Breaking Bad series. As with most places along Route 66 in the land of enchantment, this place is old. It's older than dirt. In 1540, Spanish explorers noted ruins of a village on the Rio Grande at the site of present-day Albuquerque. The modern city dates to 1706, the year that Governor Don Francisco Cuervo Valdez ordered a settlement feasibility study. It was the third village in Presidio established in New Mexico. For the next 170 years, the village grew slowly in size and in prominence. But everything changed in late 1879. Things also got just a bit weird and complicated. The New Mexico Townsite Company, a subsidiary of the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad, established a modern town at a location a few miles east of Albuquerque. This was New Albuquerque, and that was the name on the post office that opened in 1886. It was also a manifestation of the prevailing prejudices of the time. By 1900, the two towns had grown together such a degree that New and Old were merged. When Edsel Ford and Emily Post rolled through town in 1915 on the National Old Trails Road, the city was becoming a blending of the ancient and modern, and an embryonic service industry was being developed. Here's an interesting bit of Route 66 trivia for you. Did you know that in Albuquerque, the highway intersects itself? 
From 1926 to 1937, Route 66 ran north and south on 4th Street, and for a short time, 2nd Street. After 1937, the highway ran east to west along Central Avenue. There are lots and lots of goodies and surprises along both alignments of Route 66 and Albuquerque. At 714 South Front Street is a building that once served as a Hudson facility. The Red Ball Cafe that opened in the 1920s is located at 1303 South 4th Street. And of course, the crown jewel of relics is the recently renovated El Vado Motel that dates to the late 1930s. Be sure to check out their renovated neon signage. Even though its historic integrity was devastated by the creation of the recent urban bus system debacle, Central Avenue is a virtual cornucopia of Route 66 landmarks and vestiges from the highway's glory days, including motels, cafes, and former auto dealerships. And for fans and followers of Jim Hinckley's America, this won't be much of a surprise, but I have a few favorite eateries along the Route 66 corridor in Albuquerque. Let's see, there's the uh, Western View, Caps Coffee Shop and Diner, and as I'm quite partial to authentic Mexican cuisine served New Mexico style, a handful of places in Old Town. There's also Loyola's Family Restaurant, which was a filming location for scenes in Breaking Bad that opened more than 30 years ago. The alphabetical odyssey continues with another New Mexico village, Algonis, on the pre-1937 alignment of Route 66. Historical records indicate a date of origin around the first decade of the 18th century. The town's post office tells the story. It opened in 1855, but by 1881, the town was too small to warrant continued operation. Then came a bit of a growth spurt and the opening of a new post office in 1898. It closed again, this time permanently, in 1966. Next up is the A. Lincoln Tourist Court at 2927 South 6th Street in Springfield, Illinois. This 24-unit auto court opened in 1947. The 1954 AAA Accommodations Directory noted that it was located on the south edge of U.S. 66's city route. It was described as a brick court with air conditioning or fans, radios, tiled combination of shower baths, and central heat with nine carports. Rates ranged from $5 to $8.50 per night. Not much is left but vintage postcards. Let's travel west, this time to Allenton, Arizona. Established as a railroad siding by the Arizona and Pacific Railroad, which later became Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad, it was named after Alan Johnson, a railroad construction superintendent. Primarily, it was a shipping point for cattle from a sprawling A.G. Johnson ranch. As there was a spring at the site, with establishment of the National Old Trails Road in 1913, this developed as a remote oasis for travelers. With establishment of Route 66, it experienced a... Uh, well, a sort of growth. In 1946, the business district included Stafford's Cafe, a gas station, small grocery store, garage, and curio shop. The big claim to fame in 1950s was the Indian City Geodesic Dome, the quintessential tourist trap. And that takes us to Allenton, Missouri, located along the pre-1932 alignment of Route 66. Dating to 1852, the village was named for Thomas B. Allen, a Missouri senator and president of the Pacific Railroad Company. A guidebook to Route 66, published in 1946, noted that it was a town of about 300 people. There were no services available. 
It sounds like it was the proverbial wide spot in the road. That all changed with the opening of I-44 in the Six Flags Mid-Century Amusement Park. Now on to Texas. Oddly enough, Amarillo's primary Route 66 attractions are the Cadillac Ranch and the Big Texan Steak Ranch and Brewery, and neither one is on Route 66. Now, for authentic Route 66 in Texas, I'm drawn to the old greasy spoon that's the Golden Light Cafe that opened along Route 66 in 1946. A word of warning, skip anything on the menu with green chilies. Now, a bit of history and some great trivia. First, the original town site was named Oneida. Ranching was the town's lifeblood originally. This fueled by the railroad that eventually established a regional office in Amarillo. Check out the 13-story Santa Fe Railroad building built between 1928 and 1930 the next time you're in town. The teens were when everything began to really roll along. There was a big boom of the discovery of oil and natural gas, and an embryonic service industry was born with the establishment of the Ozark Trails, a pioneering highway that was predecessor to Route 66 in the Texas Panhandle. The earliest alignment of Route 66, my favorite, followed what is now Amarillo Boulevard, as well as 8th Street, Fillmore, 6th Street, and Bushland Avenue. This is where you find the real goodies and treasures, such as the Golden Light Cafe, Dora Moroni's Texas Ivy Store, and the Gallery of Bob Lyle. The latter alignment of Route 66 followed Amarillo Boulevard. The power of Route 66 to transform communities can be found in AAA service and lodging guides for Amarillo. The 1927 guide lists the Herring, Lewis, and Blackstone hotels and the Ballou Satterfield Garage and a Buick Cadillac Garage at 219 Polk Street. The 1940 directory lists the hotels as well as three motels. In 1946, the guide lists eight hotels, 36 motels and auto courts, and a dozen garages. By 1954, there were 75 properties listed, including motels, restaurants, and garages. Surprisingly, in 1949, the Negro Motorist Green Book also lists numerous properties. Route 66 wasn't solely responsible for this growth. During World War II, Amarillo was home to the Amarillo Army Airfield. Established in 1942 and closed in 1946, the airfield was upgraded in 1951 to serve as the Amarillo Air Force Base. The military facility closed in 1968 and then was again repurposed as Rick Husband Amarillo International Airport in 1981. Hey, that's about all we have time for this week. Join us next week as the Route 66 A to Z adventure continues with one more Amarillo story, the puzzling and gripping tale of the murder of legendary oil well firefighter Tex Thornton. And if you'd like more information about locations discussed today, check out our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. While you're there, I suggest checking out the blog post directory. There are almost 10 years of travel tips, historic tidbits, and of course, stories from all along Route 66. My friends, until we meet again, take care, drive safe. Remember, in Jim Hinckley's America, adventures are guaranteed. See you on the road. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.